Star Wars 7x7 episode 2541. On the day I'm recording this, Juneteenth has become a national federal holiday in the United States and it got me thinking about the history of Star Wars and the topic of slavery and it's rather unusual and uncomfortable in some places and so I thought it would be an interesting day to explore that with you. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, you know, I'm thinking back about my experience with Star Wars over the years. I've been trying to recall when it was that I first learned that Chewbacca had been a slave, that all of the Wookiees had been slaves under the Empire, and that Han Solo was the one who, in this particular case, had freed Chewbacca, and then they became partners gallivanting around the galaxy. Now, we got a version of that story in Solo A Star Wars Story, and so I guess technically speaking, this is sort of the, the new canon aspect of it, but I feel like it must have been all the way back in the late 70s with the Han Solo's Adventures trilogy that came out. The Brian Daly novels, Han Solo at Star's End, Han Solo's Revenge, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. I don't recall if it was in one of those, but there is a plot in the second one, Han Solo's Revenge, where they you know, try to take a job, and the job is smuggling slaves, and they absolutely draw the line at smuggling slaves and won't do it, and they manage to turn the tables on the slavers, and then the rest of the novel involves them breaking up a slavery ring, basically. As I recall, it's been a while, but... Ah, so that's sort of the first situation in Star Wars storytelling about slavery and it's pretty well you know made clear like yeah slavery does exist in the galaxy far far away and in one particular case action is taken to actually get rid of it but you know now I'm thinking back to the you know time period in between Return of the Jedi and the prequel trilogy in The Phantom Menace and obviously there were lots of novels in the newly expanded universe at that point starting of course with the Thrawn trilogy and whatnot and because of the fact that I never really dived into those beyond maybe the first dozen or so novels and comics I can't really speak to how it was addressed in that time period but you get to the prequel era and it's really kind of, like I said, just sort of an uncomfortable situation. I mean, you get the plot bringing Qui-Gon Jinn and Padme Amidala and the rest of the gang to Tatooine, where they discover a slave named Anakin, and as Shmi asks for Qui-Gon's help, you know, he says, I didn't really come here to free slaves, and it's kind of like a Oh yeah, you know, treated on a very light fashion, but there are conversations that happen over the dinner table where it's like, you know, the Republic's anti-slavery laws and Shmi has to tell Padme, yeah, the Republic's laws don't really reach out here. And that's the Star Wars scene that kind of jumped out at me as I was contemplating the Juneteenth news because of its you know, parallels with Star Wars life and real life. It was April of 1865 that the Civil War officially ended with the surrender at Appomattox, but it wasn't until June of 1865 when Union troops in Galveston, Texas went around telling people, hey, you know, slavery is not a thing anymore, that 
it was officially finally word throughout all of the states that had been part of the Confederacy. And in the galaxy far, far away, even though it's made clear to us by the time of the prequel trilogy that the anti-slavery laws have been in place, that this is really a thing, the Outer Rim is doing their best to ignore it and you know not be a part of this whole situation. And then you get to Attack of the Clones and you could write a doctoral thesis on the topic of the clones and whether they're slaves. There are endless arguments that have been discussed online as to whether they are or whether they're not. Are they basically just organic sentient machines for all intents and purposes or are they slaves? Personally, I feel like they're slaves. And the fact that the Galactic Republic just said, oh, we're just gonna use slaves to fight our war is you know, really problematic. And I think that's one of the things that you know, on the one hand, certainly the Sith being you know, the people who took over this situation and were you know, manufacturing the problem behind the scenes, like, yes, very evil to be sure. But the fact that the Galactic Republic, the, you know, good thinking, if you will, people of the Galactic Republic and the Jedi just said, okay, I guess we're just going to use these troops. And, you know, maybe there was a little bit of blanching at the beginning of it but you know by the time the clone wars ended yeah they were just fully in on using these slaves to fight this war for them against the confederacy of independent systems knowing george lucas that's probably not an unconscious decision to name it that way and even from the Kaminoans' perspective, we've talked about this on the show recently. The Kaminoans view the clones as Kaminoan property. That's a particular word. And so, yeah, it's kind of a difficult situation to consider. And Star Wars hasn't really done a lot of examination of that particular topic. I mean, you know, there are moments of self-reflection here and there, like in the seventh season of The Clone Wars and the, I believe it's um, uh, second to last episode where Anakin, or not Anakin, excuse me, Ahsoka and Rex are leaving Mandalore and reflecting on the nearing end of the war and Rex talking about clones feeling conflicted because uh, all they do is fight, but on the other hand, they wouldn't necessarily exist if it wasn't for this war. And so, you know, there's sort of an existential debate that happens among clones as a result of this. But they're still kind of touching on the topic Lucasfilm is with Star Wars storytelling. In particular, one of the recent episodes of The Bad Batch featured a situation where Zygarians had caught that Rancor, Muchi, um, right? Um, and they thought initially the Bad Batch did that Muji was a kid that they had to rescue and the kid was being held by some Zygarians who were going to enslave them. So we have Zygarians and that particular species, their deal is just their slavers and that's it. You know how that goes in Star Wars. You're just one thing, right? And even in the sequel trilogy, and this is probably less explored by comparison, but for all intents and purposes, the First Order's rank and file members are also slaves. I mean, if you think about Finn, who you know, was taken from his parents at a young age and gone through indoctrination and conditioning, whatever the particular phrase you want to say is, like it's not just him, he's just you know one particular person in this whole spree of First Order troopers, and this was a thing, like they were kidnapping children all 
over the place and making them into soldiers and that is essentially the same darn thing and yet you know the notion of it is not really addressed as slavery whatsoever now where am i going with this necessarily i i you know i'll be honest with you i don't really know it just you know it's sort of a a flood of stuff that i've been thinking about as i've been thinking about juneteenth and you know i'm embarrassed to say that I did not know about Juneteenth until last year when it was being celebrated and that only came to my attention because of the fact that it was in the midst of everything that happened in the wake of the George Floyd murder and yeah I guess that's not necessarily an uncommon experience. There are a lot of articles that I've read about it that say, yeah, it wasn't really widely known somehow, but it's been out there and it's been celebrated since 1866. And so here we are coming up to the 155th anniversary of the original celebration of Juneteenth. And I thought it would be interesting to explore how slavery has been portrayed in Star Wars storytelling over the years and you know, found that it was just kind of uh, surprising how prevalent it was a topic in the prequel trilogy when it wasn't necessarily presented that way on its face, but it certainly developed into that over the years as people have discussed these movies more and more. And that's what I've got for you today on the show. Um, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.